The general public values relatability and the moment someone can't relate to you anymore, you are public enemy number one. We're going to talk about relatability today and what it actually means and why you shouldn't always strive to be relatable to everyone. Welcome back to Be A Better Baddie. This is the podcast that is going to empower you to embrace your true power, increase your confidence, and overall, live your best life. My name is Quanisha, and I am your host, your coach, your teacher, and fellow baddie, and this is Be A Better Baddie. Alrighty, loved ones. That's my Love Island accent. Don't don't hate me but so relatability when i'm thinking about this when i started thinking about this the first person that came to mind was jackie Ina. if you don't know jackie she is a social media empire in herself but she started off as a beauty vlogger on youtube and since then like she's kind of transfer transformed her content into more lifestyle content so she doesn't necessarily do makeup tutorials anymore but just like her living her best life. And when she shifted her content from makeup, stick with me, when she shifted her content from makeup to lifestyle to align with her new brand, on top of that, she like came out with candles, etc. Like she, she was now showing more of her, right? More of her life. People were very upset and mad to the infinity power when they saw the life she was living, right? A lot of people started putting comments in her section about like in her TikToks more specifically about how unrelatable she was now and they weren't going to follow her anymore because now now that she was showing her life, which consisted of a lot of luxury items, self-care, like her just her just glowing. Right. So her overall, her critics were saying that she was being flashy. She was acting brand new, blah, 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 blah. But in reality, she was more so now being herself, right? She wasn't dimming her light. We're going to talk a lot about that. Um, And she was establishing boundaries, really. You know, like, this is who I am. Like, I remember a lot of people were upset with her because she wouldn't do a house tour. And she was like, I don't owe you a house tour. And when you think about it, like, a lot of the YouTubers that are very popular are those that give everything, right? here's my house tour, here's my child, here's this. Only for people to then pick it apart because people want to see something they can possibly relate to and then criticize it to then make themselves feel better. I think that's the current, that that that, that theme will stay consistent. So eventually she responded with somewhat of a, I don't give a F moment, right? And since that response, she's, she made an entire video about it. She's made TikToks about it. She's kept that same energy. So she's still creating content, wearing her most expensive perfumes, wearing her most expensive jewelry, her most expensive clothes. Um, also, one thing that she was like, oh, this is luxury. And I'm like, oh, my God, people used to do this all the time. Have people come to your house to braid your hair. Like the fact that that's a luxury now when that was normal when I was growing up, like people would come to your house and do your hair all the time. But I guess technically that is a luxury since people have their own shops now or you go to their house, etc. Right. So she's still doing the most on social media. And I think the thing that really got her got her in trouble was when she started 
showing people that she steamed her sheets. Everybody was mad. But overall, it would have been easy for her to stop making this content, right? Like, oh, my followers do not like this content. They don't like when I show this. I need to not show this, right? Or not talk about these topics. She could have easily done that and just made content that her audience agreed with. No, no, no. Instead, our good sis doubled down, doubled down on it. And she did not sacrifice her authenticity to be relatable. Did she lose some followers? Yeah. But now she's able to post freely with what she wants. And I mean, for the most part, people are going to filter out if they do want to leave negative comments. She sees it as engagement. So, hey, whatever. So that brings me to the topic of today. Not sacrificing your authenticity to be relatable. Not choosing to dim your light in order to be relatable everyone cannot be relatable and you shouldn't dim your light in the name of relatability okay a little visual that i was thinking of okay if that if jackie Ina didn't get you let me bring it down a little bit more so imagine a kangaroo this kangaroo has a very very diverse friend group miss kanga's friends with an elephant a koala bear a hippo and let's say a lion too Okay, Miss Miss Kanga loves to hop. She loves to hop high, you know, because that's that's her thing. That's what she does. But when she's with her friends, they they request that she don't jump as high because they can't jump as high as her. They're like, hey, sis, like, can you tone it down when you're around us? Because we can't jump that high. And like, that's not cool. As a result of this request, Miss Kanga says, cool, I'll stop hopping like as high like. You know, even though I'm a kangaroo, I'm a chill for y'all. So she starts to jump lower, do little hops, you know, especially for Miss Mr. Elephant. Like, Mr. Elephant can't really get that high. So she's like, you know, like, I'm just stepping, yada, yada, yada. And it makes life harder for her because it's natural for her to hop, right? It's not like she's trying to be better than them or she's trying to show off. It's natural for her. This is just her natural light. She's not going out of her way. She's being authentic to herself eventually miss kanga starts to feel a little sad because she's like oh my god i'm not hopping anymore okay so the end <laughs> let's use miss kanga as a cautionary tale do not stop hopping because your friends ask you to stop hopping or because you feel like your hopping makes other people feel bad if your intention is to just literally hop you're not doing you're not hopping high to try to make somebody quote-unquote feel bad keep hopping so we're going to go into more real life examples, but here's our agenda for today. What does it mean to dim your light? Why do we dim our light? The importance of individuality. And then I'm going to give you some action steps on how to not dim your light. So let's jump into the first section. What does it mean to dim your light? Okay, you've probably heard it multiple times, many times in this life, right? Don't dim your light. Dimming light means suppressing or diminishing your own talents, skills, knowledge, or unique qualities to fit in with societal expectations or the expectations of others. So maybe society says that, hey, as a black woman, you shouldn't do this. That's a society pressure. Or maybe in the case of Miss Kanga, the expectations of others, her friends are like, 
hey, you hopping a little too high for us, calm down. So it could go either way, or it could be an insecurity of your own as well. I've been a victim of dimming my light multiple times to make other people feel comfortable in a lot of settings, right? Friendships, at work, with family, even in like interviews sometimes, you know? When we dim our light, it's hard for the people around us, and I'm gonna go into more detail, but it's hard for people to really get to know the real us. Like when you are yourself and you're able to freely talk about your passions and your opinions or your talents, people are able to get to know you, but instead we then present this diluted version of ourselves that is more socially acceptable or relatable to others. Mm, mm, mm. Now, why do we dim our light? Why would we do this? And I do want to clarify that you can, I've said this, you can dim your own light or others may force you to dim that light in order to maintain like your status in relation to them. Both of them have something in common. Like I said, an insecurity, the insecurity is either in you or that other party. So if you feel that you're too nerdy or fashion forward, you may try to be less of yourself to fit in with other people around you. Or it could be a friend saying, hey, you always overdressing. Like, dang, we, we, we're going casual. Like, why don't you have on just shorts and a t-shirt? Why do you feel the need to wear a dress? That could be them trying to, you know, say, hey, dim it. Or they dismiss you maybe when you bring up a book that you read and how it relates to something. That them trying to force that dimness them trying to turn down your light is because of an insecurity they feel in themselves in that area of their lives so when they see where they see you shine they may not shine and they are going to tell you to turn it down as all things in this, this thing we call life context matters you know your situation better than I do. So if this happens once or twice, obviously that is not the case. Don't go around smile. Oh, well, Quenisha said, um, when you said that that one time you felt insecure. No, 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 no. Context matters. Think about your situation. But if you notice a pattern, yeah, there can, there can be something there. So let's talk about individuality. <laughs> Right now, everybody's trying to cling to an aesthetic, an era, and anything, right? There are blueprints, starter packs um, of an archetype that people can follow. And I think that a lot of, like, especially younger people are following that, right? It's easier to follow an archetype than it is to work through all of your knots and kinks and present them to the world. That's why I think it's easier for some people to just fit into a mold. Let me step back and make that connection real quick because you may have made the connection, but let me say it. When you try to fit into a certain mold, not embrace your individuality, it is you dimming your light because you are instead taking traits of someone that you see in your like, oh, I want to be this person or this type of person. And then you then take the steps to just fit that mold instead of Again, being yourself. So not embracing your individuality can have several negative consequences. 
I feel like I'm getting ready to list off like all of the negative concepts, like the negative side effects of medicine. <laughs> but I mean, it's it's pretty much the same thing, right? So you can feel this lack of fulfillment in general because it's kind of like, oh, I wish I could be doing this thing that I would that I want to do, but I'm not doing it. Inner conflict, which is going to cause some type of anxiety, like that's natural, right? Limited relationships because you're presenting this false version of yourself. So people won't actually get to know the real you. You can miss out on some opportunities for self-growth, right? You won't go through those seasons of life when you are learning more about yourself, just that self-discovery phase, which ultimately can lead to regret and loss of time. You may look back and realize, wow, I sacrificed my authentic self for the sake of fitting in and pleasing other people. That is not nice, right? So as a content creator, I have a hard time. I had a hard time. Not now, right now. Not now. I'm I'm mean now, y'all. But in the beginning when I was like wanting to do my podcast and everything, it was very hard for me to find my individuality because I found myself consuming other people's content and then attempting to replicate their content and thinking that if it was successful, if I replicate it, I will then have the same success. Looking back now, or my reflection at this point, is that yes, there are components to success in social media that you should like replicate and incorporate, but everybody's blueprint should not be the same. Everyone shouldn't be doing the same thing. Another part of that is my relatability. I will not relate to all of you. You will not all relate to me, and that is okay. The most important job, most important part of my job is to be authentic, so those of you who do connect with me, we connect still and you connect with my message and that's it. Honestly, I don't really trust people that are too relatable. You just can't be relatable to every single person you meet. Because like at that point, who are you? What do you stand for? Where, where are your heart lines, you know? So now let's talk about how to stop dimming your light if you find yourself in this situation. All right, you know, I'm a girl of action. I love to come up with action plans. So if you do find yourself dimming your light or even not, let's let's let, let's just talk about how to stop dimming your light. Number one, think, are you even dimming your light? I'm not saying that every single person in this world needs to be a loud, outspoken, outspoken, extro- what? Loud, outspoken extrovert, because that is not how everyone shines. Some people really shine when they keep to themselves, serve as a support. Some people are loud and that is them shining. Some people, it just depends on who you are as a person, right? It's that individuality. So think, are you even dimming your light? Some of you may be in a really good place. You may be like, mm-hmm, yeah, I'm good, you know? So number one is that, are you dimming your light? Number two, to not dim your light is to be okay with people not liking you slash because not liking you sounds a little harsh. People not always resonating with you. You have to be okay with that. When I think about relationships that have ended in my life or me cutting ties with people or people cutting ties with me, I'm okay with all of those because I know that in that moment I was true to myself and my values whenever what whenever what happened, right? So you have to be okay with you being yourself and people not connecting with you on all levels. Now, if there's a trend, 
we need to talk about something else. But overall, just be okay, right? Number three. Number three is listen to the last episode. (laughs) Remember we talked about self-love? All that. You're going to need all of that, right? To love yourself, which is a never-ending journey because you're constantly evolving. So with each level, you're going to need like a renewed sense of compassion, understanding, and empathy for yourself. So basically, number three is go back and listen to the last episode because that's going to help you stop dimming your light, right? If you love yourself, there's no way you're not going to want to share parts of yourselves with others. Yeah, we, we're shy. Yeah, we're kind of like, hee hee, ha ha. But for the most part, love yourself and share it. And then the last action step that I have is to embrace your individuality and live in your authenticity. Again, another thing that is easier said than done. And it relates to loving yourself, right? You love yourself, but then now you embrace yourself because now it's like, I am going to use this and shine out, right? So this encompasses like knowing your strengths, your values, your weaknesses, your passions. There are so many resources online to help you determine these things. I'm not going to give you a step-by-step plan. Literally Google how to find my strengths, how to find my weaknesses. You can, you can do all that. I'm going to link again the journal freebie, which is going to help you talk about these things with yourself. You have to be open with yourself first before you're able to be open with other people. So use that journal freebie that is linked in the show notes to help you on this. But I think that one of the best ways to get intel on yourself is to ask the people that you trust in your life, right? Sometimes it's hard to pick out what makes you you because you're so intuitive to yourself. This these things come natural to you. So you can't really pinpoint them. So asking a trusted outside source is going to help you on this journey of learning more about you. If you don't know where to start, because let's say you ask your mom, like, what do you, what do you think are my weaknesses? She may say something. And then you think about it in relation to her at first, right? It's kind of like, no, I'm this way because you're this way. But Do not stop there. Do not just do the defensive thing. Now think about how you are in relation to other people with that trait that she named. Do you act that way with other people as well? Okay, that is validated. You are this way. Don't don't just take one source and run with it. So with that, I'm going to leave you and conclude this episode. Okay, so embracing your individuality and refusing to dim your light is the ultimate act of self-expression and self-acceptance, which is where we are now. Like, I think this is just the theme moving forward, right? Don't feel the pressure to conform and be relatable to everyone because that is going to tempt you to suppress your true identity. That's okay that everyone does not relate to you. Let Jackie Ina serve as a powerful example of someone who chose not to sacrifice her authenticity for the sake of being relatable. Despite criticism, losing followers, she doubled down on herself and created content that showcased her true self. And by doing that, she stayed true to her values. She embraced her individuality. She found her voice and also attracted a loyal audience that appreciates her authenticity. That is what you want. A loyal, not audience, but circle, friends, family, people that embrace you. So I will leave you with that. Just surround yourself with people who appreciate you, support your true self. And yeah, we're, we're all on this journey of self-discovery and empowerment together. 
and I will see you next week baddies where we'll discuss confidence and why the world hates confident women and with that I'm clocking out bye